This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is the best of 2021 episode of Property Jam. Welcome to this very special edition of Property Jam, the podcast where we talk about everything on the human side of property. And today we have a bit of a mashup. We are actually going to be looking at some of the highlights of 2021. Woo! And we have then put together a few bits of Bob's. Now has got the giggles already. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's not because he's drinking Prosecco and dribbled it down his face. No, no, no. I wouldn't waste it. No, I wouldn't do that. Sorry, so, Matthew, as you were. Well, I pretty much said it. Does anyone have anything else? <laughs> so Matt's drunk, Niall's dribbling, I'll take over. Um, so, yeah, uh, 2021, Property Jam. It's been quite a year, hasn't it? That's a great photo of a microphone. <laughs> That's a wonderful view of your pop shield. I just say Property Jam? <laughs> I'm trying to film and get some decent um, footage for our archive, for our socials, and basically I'm doing a terrible job. Yeah, you'll see this on Instagram. Enjoy. <laughs> So yeah, 2021, boys. What's it all about? Um, it was about property and it was about jam. <laughs> and Happy New Year. And lots of randomness. I hope you're having an amazing Christmas. And to help you with that and your time away from whatever you're doing, here are some of our best bits. I'm having flashbacks to like when I've done like stagings and, you know, me and my letting agent have been going around like straightening things up and stuff. And we've had photographers in. And like your level of... Uh, expectation will often be so completely different to somebody else's and um, I remember a whole bunch of photographs coming back and all of the bedding was creased like it was all sort of you know I in my mind it was all flush and flat and nice and beautiful and then when the photographs came back it was it just looked like scrumpled and I was thinking if I was showcasing this on a website I wouldn't take that room but then my letting agent's argument was well it depends on the market because students would not expect to see it staged and perfect they wanted to see it like you know looking a bit off I actually disagree with that 100 percent of course I think any photograph right like you want it to look nice. I don't want to be like, oh, hey, you guys like live in a shithole. Here's the nice high end shithole I'm offering you. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. I've just spent thousands upon thousands doing a refurb and I'm staging it. I don't want creases. So I made the photographer on this particular property come back and do it all over again. And they've never made the same mistake since because it's just I don't get it. Right. It just looks slapdash. It really does feel like that. It's, it's, it, you just go for this really long period of time of no issues and the income's coming in and tenants are paying and everyone's happy. And then all of a sudden it's like not one, but two, but three, but four problems. And you're like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. It, it <laughs> and, and, a, and a new roof. And, and a new, a new roof. Well, yeah, we had that issue. Yeah. It, it does seem that just the, it was like the, the tenants all deciding to move out at the same time earlier in the summer. And then <laughs> yes. not all the maintenance issues seem to arrive all at the same time. It's just like, <laughs> what's next <laughs> the thing is now like like we get we get to pro- the point where the portfolio is full again mm-hmm. and he's like okay right now now the money's coming in now the universe is conspiring to spend it for us <laughs> yeah yeah so, but i think i mean correct me if i'm wrong like i think what we've created has been pretty amazing because there is still even to this day despite the pandemic causing or inspiring so many other podcasts out there to launch. And I'm sure there's plenty that have launched in and around our industry as well. I don't know of any single podcast that's like ours 
you know, that just focuses on this really human driven element of our industry. Like with that, don't you think? No, I agree. I agree. I think it's, it's been, it's been um, really interesting few, uh, about a year or so, whatever, since we started the whole process of doing it all online, but I don't know of anybody else that does it like the way we do it. Well, you mean um, where we turn up late to podcast recordings and where we have technical difficulties and um, we swear and yeah. Uh, yeah, so basically anyone who does it as badly as we do. We don't do it badly. We just do it our way. We do it our way. It's uniquely. That's the way. I was going to say, in uh, the words of my, um, I share a birthday with Mr. Frank Sinatra. And as he says, yes, obviously not the year, but um, yeah, we do it our way. And uh, so, Max, what would you say the human side of property looks like for you uh, i know what the answer is going to be it's probably going to be on the golf course but um no, it, it isn't it's um admitting that you make mistakes so um everyone especially when you when you see motivational speakers or claimed industry gurus talking about how easy it is it actually isn't and being human about property is being able to put your hands up and go do you know what Every project's fucking hard. Every project comes with mistakes. That is normal. If you, if you work hard at it and you push through it, yes, you will make money. That's, that's the real stuff. That's the human side. It's not like this magic vehicle that's going to make you rich over more so over everything else. It's just as hard as anything else. The numbers are big. That's what, because property is expensive. So the profits are higher. The cash flow is higher. But the, the human side's the day-to-day grind. Like people always think of property gurus or people that are successful in property as like an overnight success. They're like, oh my God, they bought this for this and they only spent this much on it. And they got like half a million in profit in like three months. That's actually years worth of building up your knowledge, networking, knowing the right people to get hold of that project. And people forget that. Mm. And people think that that if they get into property, it's going to happen straight away. I mean, we're looking at making our big, well, we're looking at two of our biggest projects. The the refurbs are starting this year. We've just purchased them. We're going to be, one of them is going to be sold. One of them is going to be kept. They're our biggest projects yet and we'll be benefiting from it mid next year. But the amount of projects that have fallen through, the amount of promises that were supposed to be happening on other projects and the money we've spent and never got back and the people that have let us down and the going to view shit in the rain and like, that's the real stuff. It isn't glamorous. And I always say that to people. They're like, oh, prof, you got a good lifestyle, haven't you? Like, you know, you play golf and you get to go out for nice dinners and you do this and you do that. I'm like, yeah, but it isn't as glamorous as you think. So how many types of fakeness have you identified to date? I would say there's, okay, the main faker is what I like to call stunting or stunting, if you, you know, Queen's English. And that is, you know, walking down a street. Oh, there's a Lamborghini there. Take a photo of me in front of it. Put a picture up, caption, work hard, play hard, you know, hashtag raging bull, whatever it is there's that kind of faker right now you don't really get this in property much you know the stacks of cash the watch is just like just another day you know hashtag rolex 
you don't get that as much in property but you know i think you get it you know on a kind of more subtle level you know oh just in front of a development that i've crowdfunded and put in a hundred pounds of but i'm funding this development you know i think you get kind of mm. that fakeness as a main one and then i'd say there's a couple others you know like buying fake followers there's other ones in terms of like you know over inflating stuff and you know, deflating stuff um so yeah there's a few sort of niches in the fakery and then there's the kind of main one which is just stunting and really kind of pretending quite heavily what other things so buying actually buying in this market is tricky because where demand is on where sort of like people are shopping on the gallop at the moment you just feel like your competition is so much higher so that means you're having to go in with an edge and your edge if your competition is domestic your edge is speed so that's where you know you're having conversations with the estate agents or whoever you're sourcing property through saying i can move faster than the average purchaser that's one thing um, the other thing is going and asking and look at how you can force the capital appreciation through planning gains or however, uh, maybe a, a certain strategy, which means you'll get a, a commercial exit in some way that will allow you to pull more money out. Um, so going in and asking doesn't matter because you're going to get those lovely gains anyway for your exit. Or there's always in any market, whether it's on the gallop or not, and this is where it comes down to who you know, who's going to be motivated and is going to go below market. You know, and that is where you have to make sure you are fully immersed in an area. You've got all the right contacts, whether it's a sourcing agent, letting agent who knows a tired landlord who's just looking to shift stuff um, and, you know, motivated sellers the way we tend to find them, you know, ad hoc through conversation all the rest of it, which, which still comes down to the old principle to put yourself out there, getting visible and having conversations. So I think what Matt was going to say is what does the human side of property look like to you guys? Um. I mean, one of the big, big sizes, I mean, it's it's a very much a relationship. It's obviously exactly in terms of doing those deals. It's you still, although we're talking about a physical asset, bricks and mortar on the whole, or whatever, it's steel framed and some cladding, it's still done between people, isn't it? So you've got to to have that relationship and not necessarily 100 percent trust, because you're obviously off, off the side of the deal, but to have some respect for each other that we're trying to reach a common goal in achieving this deal, whatever that is, whether that's a letting, whether that's a, you know, a, a purchase, whether that's a, a funding and stuff like that. So it's still, although we talk about the physical asset, it's still all about people and all about the relationships, the stakeholders around the properties. That's why we make a massive thing about it. The connecting bit of our, of what our journey is. It's fine, assess, you know, the properties, but it's connecting. Who are the stakeholders? Who's the best person to occupy this? Who's who owns it? Who's the person to speak to? Who's the agent that might act for that owner? Who who, who can help me finance and, and do that sort of stuff? So it's still very much down to, great, I found a project, but I've still got to deal with people to get my project to go through. So it's still an enormous part of the property industry to be able to, um, to get anything done, to be honest. And, and um, so in terms of your, kind of your stress levels, how, how good is your builder? <laughs> Uh, sorry, sorry, you, you said like, how reliable is your builder oh he has no choice does he he gets he gets the, the boots off you go out the bed in the morning he, <laughs> he can't throw a sticky can he <laughs> he wouldn't dare well, would he can't the, come the out otherwise problem, yeah the, the only problem i have with him he is trying to retire and that's 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 a challenge in itself yeah you must be the most successful project manager in the country then <laughs> <laughs> Never lost a never lost a day's on day on a build. 
<laughs> he wants to down tools, but he wouldn't dare. He would not dare. He can't yet. No, he can't. I keep promising the next one's the last one, but hey ho. Uh, I was teaching recently and I had two students come up to me and one said they had, this guy was 19 and he had a foreign investor offering 400,000 pounds, right? He was elated. He's like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to do a commercial to residential project. I was like, okay. Um, I was like, and how are you finding it? And what is your, what is your stake in the deal? What is the investor seeking out of the deal? Um, How are you structuring it? You know, they couldn't answer any of the questions. I was like, and he said, oh, they don't want any interest on their money. I was like, so what do they want? Oh, it turns out this lady was a foreign investor who just wanted to park her money for an equitable stake. So she's just got a long-term growth strategy, usual. Absolutely going to rinse this child for, he was going to find it. He was going to do the works probably, you know, and park her money, but his value was just on the money. I then had another guy attend the course Somebody had promised him 100, oh no, he needed to raise 150,000 pounds for a barn conversion, having never worked with private investment funds before. And I'm like, boys, 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 start off with a small amount, 5, 10, 15, 20 even, test it, test the theory, test the process, get the, get the experience, cut your teeth, then scale up to bigger zeros. Because imagine taking on 400 big ones, not understanding the risk attached to that, the security that's attached to that, the responsibility that's attached to that with no experience in investment. What the hell? And this whole, this is why I get so scared about the YouTube culture. Like, oh yeah, you just find investors, you just find JV partners, you just do this, you just do that. No, no, no. There's a huge responsibility attached to all of these elements in property investing that you learn small and scale up. I'm just, I've just been listening to like 14 episodes of Property Jam on the back of hearing you speak. And I've realized that there's just so much more to this than even meets the eye. And he's only 14 episodes deep. And you know how deep we get in conversation with experienced investors and the trials and the tribulations. He hasn't even, we're, he's probably just sat, he's stuck on licensing, you know, and like, you know, all the good <laughs> topics, you know, like, you know, tenant stories and like JV partnerships and all the stuff that... I mean, we haven't even scraped the surface of the vast topics and human elements. <laughs> Do you know, I was teaching a kid at the weekend and his granddad was an HMO officer and it occurred to me, we've never really spoken to anyone from the council. Like we've not had a planning officer on the podcast. We've not had an HMO officer and I want to know what their life is like. <laughs> what do you see how do you cope like yeah you, you probably need an ex um HMO yeah. officer. you probably can't yeah. have a current yeah. one they won't be able to speak freely yeah yeah you describe by selects as vanilla but yeah planning and officers and um licensing very dull gray without a doubt <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely. Like, yeah, no, it's, it'll be interesting. We'll see what we can find, listeners. We'll see what we can find. But on this high. Glad I did get planning, though. Planning. Uh, I'll take licensing more than planning at the moment. I'm, I'm, I'm a, yeah, I'm in a legal appeal. So, um, oh, yeah, right. so there might have been some explicitives. <laughs> but what does the human side of property mean to Louise Reynolds? I, I suppose liberating me to spend more time on the human connections that matter. Um, so for me, it's meant that I, because I, it sort of combines with my um, daughter when she was one, was very seriously ill um, with a life-threatening illness. And I made myself a promise then 
that I would make sure I got the balance in my life right and that I was going to spend the time that was required with her until she was better and also with my my son so the human side to me means I was able to fulfill a promise that I made to myself about my family so it's given it's liberated me to do that um which is quite a profound thing for me because I you know I've, I've done it I I honored that promise to myself but also what you were saying Joe, about the property sister community I think that property for me can represent the best of human nature and the worst of human nature and um for me coming in contact with property sisters the kind of people that i've got to meet on social media the connections that i've made through property have been wonderful and i've um, you know found some genuine friendships through property as well so it's not just my family it's also the great friendships but it's it's also um i think emblematic of human nature in itself there are also some bad people out there and I'm quite a skeptical person so in many respects I suppose I've not got sucked into some of the stuff that I know some people have so the human side of property for me is the best and the worst of mankind I think. Um, the actual <laughs> title of the town of Grimsby is Great Grimsby not many people know that but I, I like to tell people that I am putting the great back into Grimsby. Oh my god Ben that's so good! <laughs> <laughs> Um, just really now I, I just want everybody to get that opportunity to buy their first home so our slogan is you can buy your first home even no. though there are a million reasons why it is so hard but we have a very positive outlook and I even through the worst dark days of the of the covid awful days I really woke up every morning thinking it's okay. We've just got to battle on and help as many people as we possibly can. Mm. Well, that's what I try. And that's what I try and do. Particularly with guys, we're we're kind of more more so than not ego led, and kind of it's like I've got this. It's cool. I'll figure this out. And um, it's actually it's it's really it's really nice if you can be vulnerable to know that you don't have enough. You don't have all the answers. It's like yeah. cool. Even just sometimes getting stuff out of your head is is just just talking at something um I always say as a, as a coach if I'm if I'm nothing else I'm just a lamppost for someone so I shine a light on them and they could just talk at me and that's cool the best thing was going to Peppa Pig World just did it amazing like going to Disney but down the road so um so we did and it was really awesome and um it's basically like it's, it's like a junior version of Alton Towers is it yeah. like Legoland then? Has it got that whole vibe? Yeah, yes. Oh, it's, it's proper, it's been well well done, well thought through um, for, for youngsters. And rides and like, just like characters, like Peppa Pig's wandering around with like, okay. Yeah, all of that, all of that. So you say, yeah, and we're not massive fans of Peppa Pig, to be honest. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of her. I think, I think she's a little brat. Yeah, I think but, she's um, a judgmental cow as well. I'm not a, correct. a judgmental pig. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so say so, so we we just went for the experience, and Emmy liked it, and but she, um, you know, the one she really loved the was the uh, what's called the Boulder Dash, which is like um, that is the waltzing teacups. Oh yeah, I was surprised yeah. she was able to go on because it's only like this high, um, and so we like we had her on Lara's lap, and the guy came and said, "No, she's got to sit on her own seat." And was like, "Really? This thing's <laughs> about to go around really, really fast," <laughs> and she was ch chucked in there, and the pretty much go, and she was like. 
Oh, she's a little thrill seeker. Oh, she's like Auntie Jo. Absolutely, absolutely oh. loved it. Last was it last week? Week before, um, we had we were going to go to a, a country outside of the UK. So, um, so the last trip to Antigua had uh yeah inspired us to book a family holiday our first family holiday we're like let's do it while Amelia's still young so she's 14 months now and they're like okay we jump on a plane she's free it's great so we were about to click book on an all-inclusive package holiday which asked me two years ago whether I'd be seen dead in a package holiday hotel I'd be like no absolutely can't deal with children now I'm just like what childcare included right here we go yeah, off you go. All, like all my drinks and my snacks brought to me from the poolside while someone else is looking after my child. Yeah, <laughs> fine. You've changed. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so we're, we're literally about to press book. And Lara turns around and says, does Emma need a passport? Oh, God. And we're just like, oh, yes, she does. Yeah. What does the human side of property look like to you? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think it's twofold. One, I think it's, it's the fact that, you know, when if you think about any aspect of property, um, whether it's the finding of the property, whether it's the funding of the property, whether you're doing properties up, whether you're selling them or keeping them, in the end, this is all built through teamwork. And the best way to enjoy that is to recognize it's not a DIY activity. And a lot of people come into property with that kind of DIY mentality. I think I should do it myself to save cost. Absolutely. But my experience is if you engage with not just professionals, but like-minded people in communities, and what I've found in property more than anything else actually, is the community spirit for people wanting to share something they've done for no benefit. Not like doing your homework when you had your hand over so you couldn't see. <laughs> Yeah, none of that stuff. It's genuine open sharing without trying to reciprocate in money terms. And I think it's only the that community and also I would say the SaaS community that we built uh, over 4,000 strong now, people meeting, talking about their pensions. Can you believe it? It's weird. Yeah. Uh, but they do. And that's a community of sharing as well. So what I found is the human side is all about community. So interestingly, the first time ever this has ever happened, they asked to meet us, but they wanted to come to our home. What? Mm. And anyone else not cool with that? I would not be. I don't know if I'd be. No, man. So I was happy with that. What? Why? Because it's with my experience of how difficult it has been. It was my chance to show I can live in a really like beautifully kept house you would like as in you walk in and you wouldn't even know that in the next room there is a horse got it, <laughs> <laughs> got it. That's quite sensible it's, it's like your show inside. home like your tenant show home <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh wait i'm joking no i cannot tell you every single time oh joanna before you go one more yeah. You're not going to make the cinema, babe. Just accept it. <laughs> <laughs> it's only eight o'clock tonight, but I'm not going to make Just it. Wait. Honestly, the way this is you're going. Gonna, you're going to be there till midnight. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right. So who's who's starting? Oh, so I did the last one. I'm doing one of them, I know. Yeah. Yeah, you've got responsibility this time because you're not in like a fucking public place. So um, it would be me to do this thing. 
Mm-hmm. Have to do the intro. This podcast is not meant to be informative, but informative. <laughs> I love an informative podcast. Such a good word. Do you, like, do you like my cube? My my Utah cube is really. Awesome. Oh, that's really nice uh, distraction. Let's go back to informative. That <laughs> my screwdriver. Why do you have a screwdriver in your desk? Because he keeps screwing up the sting. How about my empty coffee cup? Oh, wasn't that amazing? It was great to hear some of those uh, things all over again. Things? Things. Things. (laughs) You mean episodes? No, he means guests. Episodes, guests, (laughs) uh, you know, the best bits. Yeah, it was cool, wasn't it? It was just like walking down memory lane. Yeah, and um, we, well, we thought to, we'd take a very quick uh, walk down memory lane. Which um, is quite difficult with a pop shield in front of your face. It's it is. So but it's, it's, it's a bit harder doing this live in the room, isn't it, than on, on oh, Zoom. Zoom. I don't know, really don't know where to put my phone. So two things. Number one, listeners, I hope you're appreciating that the sound quality is better than Zoom. And it second be. of all... <laughs> <laughs> we hope so. it hasn't gone out yet. <laughs> but also we had a bit of mic problems to start with, but we're there now. Yeah, the mic wasn't um, floppy, it doesn't matter. Uh, that's true. Yeah, no, we, yeah. we haven't got floppy mics We haven't mics re- referenced pro- floppy mics in a very long However, time. can we reference the fact that we kicked off uh, the new year in 2021 with episode six? 69, which I didn't realise. No, we didn't. Funny. It was episode 68 on the 4th of January. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. yeah it was 11th of oh, January, okay. 69. So, oh. so just um, so for listeners, um, we are doing our own episode roulette at the moment. Yeah. Um, we're scrolling through the episodes from 2021 uh, just to remind ourselves what on earth we've done. We've done so many. I didn't realise. We've done at least that... 52 episodes. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, How did that figure? <laughs> this is why I work with Matt because he's a mathematician and he's, he's a numbers so guy. good with numbers. And well, we started off with episode sixty-eight and we finished off with episode one hundred and slap uh, plus fifty-two. <laughs> Goodness sake, I'm not doing that math. But the point is, we've been consistent once a week. It's been fantastic, but also, um, you know, we've had some amazing guests on, and not just that, we've had some unexpected conversations mm, uh, which i think the best of demonstrated <laughs> but we should do a bit of roulette shouldn't we and see where we land okay well um, i'm just looking at um earlier in the the year um we had uh, who is it uh, lisa brown oh yeah, yeah. talking about supported, uh, supported living, living which is a really great episode yeah uh, and then we've also had oh i love the episode 70 the wealth checker from the neck up with kevin your oh, that's right. good friend yeah <laughs> And then we've got oh, oh we have Vic and Shelley, Vic and Shelley, and oh, that was that far back, yeah, yeah. January, yeah. wow. And also, do you remember one of my favourite episodes? Actually, was with Sala. Do you remember with Sala with oh, the dog? Yeah, we with had dog, dog yeah. coming about the yeah. pets, or horse? We weren't quite sure, and we got into that whole conversation. Do you remember about um, slobber on the window? Um, oh. Windows oh, slobber. Window slobber. I just, I just yeah. lost everything. I just closed. Oh. And we also had uh, sex has occurred a few times. Uh, um, with Natalie Arabella Bailey. Uh, episode 78, Lockdown, Property and Sex. Um, it's connected. very vocal about that. It's connected people. I ended up going on her podcast and talking about women, business and sex on the back of that. Oh my goodness. Continued that convo. On the back of who? <laughs> very <laughs> funny. Very good. <laughs> yeah. uh, and also Trimming Bushes. Do you remember that when we had... <laughs> Dan oh, Jackson. Dan Jackson, yes. I actually saw that bush. <laughs> I, I caught the live show of that bush because he lives down the road from me, which we randomly discovered. I actually walked past his house and actually I've touched his bush. I've touched the whole thing. Uh, wow. Listeners, just to clarify, this is a bush outside the front of Dan Jackson's house, not anything, anything else. There, this is not Dan, an if you're listening, it needs a trim, babe. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and then um, well, we had Joy. 
we also had yeah we had joy coming on talking about de- death and taxes death and taxes and, and property um property development um oh yes and we also took a look at our listenership and uh how much we have an american following in ohio oh, gone ohio. was that when was that that was that, that was, was back in july yeah, okay. July. Oh, we had Paul Champolina from Landlords in Action. Oh, in that's right. We had a celebrity. We did. He was back in April. Was bumped, I bumped into him at the um, uh, oh, yeah. Negotiator Awards oh, yeah. a few weeks ago. Nice, nice. Rubbing shoulders, rubbing and, uh, shoulders. He's a, lot, he's, he's a lot shorter than I thought he would be. Actually, no, he's not. <laughs> I he actually he was looked, quite short. He looks as short as I am. Yeah. Or shorter. Yeah. Than no, he's, he's shorter, shorter, than, he's shorter than, you. than you. Yeah. yeah. Can I also say two massive things happened this year? Did they? Yeah. Uh, number one, we hit our 100th episode. We did. That was Ooh. on the 16th of August. Uh-huh. And number two, we had our two-year two anniversary. <laughs> you said 200th anniversary. Which was in, which was in October. In October. <laughs> yeah. Was it yeah. 19th? Um, October 19th, yeah. October. Episode yeah. 109, 18th of October. There you go. Mm. Yeah. So we, you know, those were two big landmarks of 2021. And, you know, we wouldn't have got through 2021 number one without each other i think uh-huh. you know 2020 was well property jam was an anchor for all three of us we've said that before on the podcast that while covid was kind of at the beginnings of its of its madness that we just really use this podcast and your support as listeners to just get us through what was a really difficult time and 2021 held so much promise but i think for us again it was an anchor point and you know we grew and we had you know lots of milestones and some fantastic guests continuing our property jam conversation so for that we are just so grateful to each other as podcast hosts but also to you for continuing to be loyal property jammer listeners what she said said? yeah how do you add to that you can't i just peeked yeah i'm pretty sure that was a script you had you read off last year as well wasn't it yeah totally no one no one noticed because this is pretty much been the same year covid year (laughs) just the scroll as as, as we go into 2022 so we'll see you back into into omicron omicron i hope you're surviving omicron or whatever it's called it's like yeah it's a bit apparently it's not as nasty as all the other strands out there so yeah hang in there who knows Hang in who knows there. indeed but yep. uh i think we should start to wrap up here yeah, should we raise a glass mine's and ours is empty but you know just yeah let's raise, 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 when you're going through your let's raise a glass to Drink. 2021 Drink. an amazing year on property jam and to all our fantastic property jammers out there cheers cheers Woo! So there you have it, Property Jammers, the best bits for 2021. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. I'm really looking forward to seeing you all in the new year to record more randomness and share more Property Jams with you all. See you later. Bye. Bye.